Welcome back to the Make Life Work podcast with me, Cy Jobling, father of two, full-time engineering manager and side project hustler. This is the ninth season of the podcast, which takes a slightly different direction from previous seasons and now focuses on how people find that work-life balance. So ideally, you can learn some little tips and tricks too. Nobody has pure harmony, but everyone has their own approaches that work or possibly don't. This week, I'm talking to Carlo Beshi, working father of three and agile coach. I've known Carlo for many years now. We worked very closely on a number of projects, and he was also an amazing mentor to me in the early stages of my tech leadership career. Carlo has since moved on to new challenges and now has three wonderful children. So when we hooked up on talking work-life balance, it was a no-brainer. Let's find out, how does Carlo Beshi make life work? So how are we doing, Carlo? You okay? I'm very good. It's a very sunny, lovely day in London. I'm at home with my kids uh, with some work to do. Uh, I had a nice lunch already. Very happy to be here with you. You're in a good place then. The heat, the family, the lunch, you're, you're in a healthy place for the rest of the day. Yeah, I do feel uh, fulfilled. Yeah, I've got a few things to do in the afternoon, but yeah, so far, so good. Oh, wonderful. And we'll probably go into that a little bit more about how you make your day work later on. Um, but yeah, we, we've got a bit of history. We've worked together in the past, you know, in, in the same company. We've both gone off on our own ways and then we've come back together today just to kind of share our stories. Can we just go back a little bit and just talk about what your role is, uh, what that actually means in your position? Um, and yeah, just go from there. Yep, sure. Yeah, so um, I, I work in, uh, in technology. The actual job title is Agile Coach. Uh, so it's a role that lots of companies have nowadays. It's about... Uh, helping create the best conditions for, for people to build the software. You know, there's a bit of a, a engineering practices, quite a lot about team dynamics, uh, some process improvements. Uh, been doing this for a few years. I'm Italian, uh, moved to London seven years ago. And yeah, uh, I've done this job in a few different companies. I, I really love it. Nice. So Agile Coach, and you say yeah. it's helping tech teams deliver better and high quality and all that sort of stuff. Um, how are you finding that in the current role? what sort of stuff are you kind of focusing on mostly at the moment so um you know in, in each company it is different so uh for example before uh i believe a lot of what i was doing was trying to simplify things or remove red tape you know or like fluidify things now where i'm now is a very fast-paced startup so it's a bit more about putting some structure in place, otherwise you just go crazy. So it's about, you know, like there is a, there's a lot of chaos and a lot of energy going on. And you do want to put a little bit of, uh, yeah, just, you know, clarity and guidance and process in place so that people, uh, uh, you know, they can, you can channel some of that energy to, uh, and, and get some, uh, some nice stuff out there. And, and as, as you said, you know, most of, most of my focus is still on uh, helping uh, teams build uh, great digital products, uh, you know, at pace. So we want, you know, the time to market, we want the quality, uh, and we want uh, the, the people that are part of this, you know, to, to enjoy it as much as possible. Wow. So in the startup environment, I imagine it's quite demanding, but a lot of flex in the way you work, whereas where we've worked before is massive scaled outfit, much harder to make change. You feeling a lot more empowered in this role now? I do. Yeah. So I think uh, there's a... Definitely the company dimension things, thing is, you know, is, is a big factor. Uh, I work in a, you know, everything from the company of three people to a company as we were there, you know, of a few thousand people and uh, just the sheer scale, you know, uh, it's a big factor in terms of uh, how much you can, uh, 
shape and influence things. You know, uh, sometimes we like to see our role also as, a, as a change agent role. You know, so we're trying to always, you know, help people see how things are and and try experiments and improve things. So the dimension of the company is a big thing. The other thing is uh, the job title is, is not very different, but I do have a quite senior role, so I've got the direct interactions with you know. C-level people and other people, so it does make it easier to drive an agenda. Where at times, uh, I, you know, I've met lots of people that have got a lot of passion and drive and everything, but because of your position in the company, uh, it's it's very difficult to to make some of those maybe more significant changes to you know to the way things are. Uh, so yeah, I'm very very happy overall. I was saying to a friend of mine last night. <laughs> because it's not always easy. It's probably this is the, uh, the company I'm getting, uh, which makes me every day the most excited and also, uh, do you say the most angry in English or the angriest, <laughs> whatever it is, you know. So I, I get very angry every day. So it really you know, pisses me off, but it also yeah gives me a lot of, of good vibes. So it's, it's a weird combination. Yeah, yeah it's an interesting problem dynamic to be in, actually, isn't it? Because if you're not angry, then you're not really that passionate. But obviously... You, you do want to make change. It really gets to you. So it gives you an opportunity to make improvements, I guess. Yeah. So uh, you, you made me think about one thing about also my own uh, growth, you know, as a professional, as a person. I do care a lot. I've always cared a lot. I you know I care a lot about things in general, but I do care a lot about, you know, work and the people I work with. So one kind of uh, thing I've tried to learn over time is to, to have a right level of attachment, you know, because yeah, you need to be there, you know, especially for our role, if you start to be like cynical, you're really not going anywhere. But if you care so much, you, you take it home, you know, and now I'm working from home, but even if you're not in the office, you're taking it home, you know, mentally, you know, it can, it can be really tough and everything. So you do need to be there, but you need to be able uh, from time to time to detach or to have that right level, you know, of, uh, okay, well, I'm doing my best. And at times, you know, you have to accept that some things you can change them or at times you, you want to, put all of your energy and everything, but then you have to realize now I'm done and I need to take maybe, you know, a couple of hours or a couple of days off uh, or, uh, you know, unwind with the work or whatever, because uh, that's impacting, uh, you know, your well-being, which is, of mm -hmm. course, it's, it's very important. And I'm very grateful there's, uh, you know, over the last few years, seen more like attention to these in workplaces. But it also affects your um, performance at work, you know, especially in our job, you know, because our job is very much about engaging with people, talking with people, influencing people, and they can feel it, you know. So when they can still feel that you are there and you're positive and, you know, and you're able to drive the change, then you can still do a good job. Instead, if you are too tired and if you kind of, you know, I'm fed up with this, that's also going to reflect in, in, in the way that, that you are, you know, performing. So, yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's very, very, very important to, um, I guess, uh, grow your uh, self-awareness, you know, being mindful about, okay, where I am, this, this is the context, you know, this is my ability to operate in this context, uh, which, you know, usually will, will grow over time, you know, because uh, as in any, you know, you, know, you stay there, you, you do get better. There's always going to be, you know, this is how far I can go now. And then realize and say, okay, well, now, yeah, there's a lot to do. There's always a lot to do, especially for people that care. But yeah, it's a time, you know, to take it easy maybe. And now is the time to accelerate again. Mm. Yeah, you, you make a very interesting point there around, you know, taking it home, although we're already at home, you know, so <laughs> trying to compartmentalize different mindsets when you are in home. And you also mentioned the fact, you know, like, look, just being in control of it. 
as you say, when you grow with your personality, you realize what you can and can't influence and how to prioritize and make sure you got the right people involved. So it's not, you know, when you're having those conversations, they can sense that you're not fully in it. You know, that's not a place you want to be in. You know, you want people to appreciate that you care. I feel like your role in this company now is better suited. Uh, yeah, th- thanks. And uh, the, as you said, like, take it home and I'm home. That, uh, while overall, I'm I'm super happy that I've got a, a so, by the way, yes, we didn't mention it, but I, I've got a job now which is fully remote. So, you know, there is an office in right. London where I can go to, but I, I rarely use the opportunity. And all of my work is happening and the collaboration is happening online. Uh, one clearly of the advantages among many that uh, there were when I was uh, doing my job in an office is that uh, commuting time, you know, if you work, if you take a train or whatever, it does, you know, it just helps you compart- compart- compartment- compartmentalize. Yeah. It's a hard word. Yeah, yeah, that's a very nice one. Yeah, I should check the, uh, yeah, if I know how to spell it, but yeah, I think we, we get the point. And yeah, so, you know, that separation, yeah, it's uh, it's built in, you know, in a way. And at home, you, you need to build it, you know, yeah. so you, you need to be able to, different people will have different strategies, you know. So uh, some people will say, okay, don't think about work on 10, 30 start and go and work, disappear until 4.30, go back to, to the family. I've got a much more, uh, I guess, granular and flexible approach, but it is super important that uh, uh, you're able to, you know, wrap this up, move, uh, do something else, uh, go back to this, yeah. It's probably a good time to go into that then. So can you explain like your home setup? You know, you, you, I think you call yourself a work-at-home dad. So can you tell us you know, what your arrangements are right now? So uh, I've got three kids now. Uh, so one is is a baby. Uh, so uh, I already had, had two when I, when I started work from home. So I was already in a place where I really wanted to be there with them, you know, and be able to to have a quality time with them. And now recently, that uh, part of my uh, life has become even more more important. So I, I want to be sh- super sure that I've got uh, time and energy for for the family. Uh, you know, and we also went through the, through the pandemic all together and everything. So uh, how I cope with that, you know, what I did decide to, to change? Well, one thing, maybe it's simple, and I know others have done the same. Uh, we moved to, to a bigger place. Right. So, uh, we, you know, we, we are expats, so we live here in a rented place. We, we had a place which was uh, good for us as a family, but with the idea that, you know, you kind of, you know, you also go to work, you're not there all the time. You don't necessarily need, uh, like, a dedicated space, maybe. Uh, so uh, we moved to a house which is a bit bigger and it's got some space outside as well. Uh, and uh, I do not have a single dedicated uh, part of the house, you know, a room or a space that I use for work. I do not have that. So I've got basically uh, three areas where I use to work. So one is one of the rooms upstairs. Uh, one was where I, I am now is a part of the kitchen. So we've got a nice, uh, uh, quite large kitchen uh, with a, yeah, it's just a, a good place to be. And then I've got also, uh, I mean, it's, it's London, so you can't really be outside all the time. But we've got a nice little garden and I do spend some time outside. Uh, so for me, the key here is that um, there's different spaces for different people in the house, you know, so you kind of don't step into, into each other all the time, uh, which was definitely a challenge when I started to work from home, like forced by the pandemic. And I was really like, basically, you know, sort of locking the door of a room and the kids, you know, trying to push it open. So I did, you know, weird stuff like, you know, putting a, 
things in the way or you know try to, to get the kids out, out of the house uh, because I had this important meeting. So I think some of that's been just a uh, um, physical space, you know, and, and having uh, something that uh, uh, I believe uh, you know fits better and fits better with my approach to, to this. Uh, which I appreciate, you know, it's, I'm not suggesting everyone should do like that, but it, 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 it does work well for me. And um, I uh, have uh, uh, just embraced the fact that the kids are there. So, you know, and I think, you know, we, we, we probably, lots of us have seen the early days scenes. So it's so funny because the BBC journalists got the kid coming in during the interview or something. Now right. for me, that's just, uh, it does happen and it doesn't bother me. So I feel very comfortable with that. And people that I work with usually also, you know, they, they don't, uh, it's, it's not an issue, you know, so uh, it, it needs to be managed. So, you know, if, if you're doing something, you really want to be focused. And if you think about interactions we've got at work, we also have interactions, you know, you've got someone as lucky you, you've got someone coming in in the office because they need uh, some help with something. So it's different types of interaction. You know, if my daughter needs a, a sip of water and I'm chatting with you, it's not a big deal, okay? If my kid wants uh, half an hour of attention and I'm in a meeting with the board, that's probably in a good time. So that's kind of a meeting that needs to be protected, you know? So th- th- that's part of the, the arrangement, you know? So a little bit more of, a, of fluidi- fluidity and less uh, stress about the fact that those uh, boundaries are not so clear defined, you know? Yeah, so they, and especially uh, now, so one of the kids is six, one is a three, so... Both of them have got to be more of, also because, you know, you keep doing it, more of a perception that is working. So they, they know and they try, you know, to, to not come unless uh, uh, there is you know, some actual need. On the other side, and this is, uh, for me, is, uh, I guess, uh, among all, maybe the biggest uh, benefit, the biggest kind of uh, thing I gained from, from working from home and being dead at home is... Uh, my ability to be reactive, okay? So especially with the little one, but also with the other kids, they may have some need that you can't forecast, okay? You, you go to the office, you're not expecting them to have a fever at 2 p.m. Uh, you know, oh, the school is, is calling because the boy fell down, stuff like that. Uh, so I've got a planned ability to flex. Oh, okay, I do, I do school, run, school runs, you know, this is helping a lot with my, you know, my wife, she's got the baby to take care of. So it's, it's very easy and I enjoy that, you know? And I was, it wasn't really complicated to, you know, to, uh, to, to sort out my agenda, work agenda uh, around those. And that's like planned in, but then it, there is the unplanned. You know, you can really think about it. People think about work and from a work perspective, it's kind of similar. You know, you, you plan it in a way, then you review your plan, but you also make space for, make space for, uh, for unplanned things. And uh, I, I think the combination of the role and the company, it does give, give me a lot of... Um, space in that you know so uh i don't have you know lots of uh, i don't know hr red tape or expectations from my manager I, I you know we did set some of that as well but uh, i could really say oh i'm not working uh, this afternoon because uh, let's say oh, fingers crossed my wife is not uh, too well and i need to stay with the baby well i can do it in like in five minutes you know i probably cancel a couple of meetings uh, clicking a button send a couple of slack messages and that's it yeah. and that's uh, it's both um important from a practical point of view. And I mean, for us that we, we, we are expats, we don't have like a large support network here that, that's really critical in terms of, you know, being able to, to be happy as a family. But it's also from a psychological perspective, it's super powerful for me, you know, because I'm here. And most of the times that's not needed, but that one time which is needed, well, I'm here. 
Yeah, you've covered so much there. And I do admire the fact you've got multiple spaces to work in. I think there's something that we could all try and adapt to as well. I mean, I'm in my typical working office now. Um, but the other day I thought, you know what, the weather's nice. I'm going to go and sit in the garden and you know, have some video calls out there. And it, it changes your mindset and the way that you communicate with people. People can see the the, the relaxed version because you, you're getting to enjoy the sunshine. But also, actually, I'm not going to be able to do all that multitasking text massive screen thing but let's just have a chat and actually talk about you how you getting outside and making the most of this feels like you've got a really healthy position like that but have you ever found that you need to be in a specific space for a specific type of work or is it quite flexible in that sense uh yes so i i do have a preferred location here which is actually the one i am now that i you know i just like uh make sure i've got my big screen and my laptop screen and headphones and some paper notes and some additional things and i, and I close the door that's usually like the one that i use for a um, concrete example would be i'm hosting or presenting at quite a large meeting you know all hands or you know an important session so i want to be like uh you know calm and protected and quiet and really focused uh, but what i've learned over time is that uh, i was basically let's put it like this defaulting to this a little bit more heavyweight approach for things that don't necessarily need it you know so while i'm sitting here if i'm actually just uh, uh, slacking on the phone i can just be outside you know yep. and also uh, so then there was the thing about oh because it's remote, uh, you know, lots of, most of these conversations are happening via a video call. Mm-hmm. At least that's, that's, that's what I've seen and what, what others have seen. But does it need to? Because for some of that, you're really adding value. But some can really be just a text thing. So there is more, a little bit more of that texting. And some of that can be audio. You know, it can be a Slack, a Huddle. It can be another way. It can be a, um, we actually tried with um, uh, some of the colleagues um, uh, one-to-one while walking. Yeah, it's, it's a bit uh-huh. tricky. So in some areas work better than others, but you know, okay, well, we are having a one-to-one. It's there in the calendar. Should we try just to go both for work? Actually, yeah. with some people, it's worked very well, you know, because you know them. Uh, so, you know, it's not about building a connection or something. It's people you work with. You really want to have that chat and talk about a few things. It can be quite relaxed. Uh, you know, it's not like an action-driven kind of meeting or, uh, or uh, uh, a weird one where surprises can happen, but you still want to have that chat. Oh, and it's a nice day. So you can even, you know, last minute say, oh, by the way, I, I'm, I think, you know, when we talk in half an hour, I probably went for a walk. Do, do you mind if you just have it, uh, uh, you know, over WhatsApp or, I mean, it can be whatever, WhatsApp, mm-hmm. the phone or whatever. And, uh, you know, and then you, I, I'm, uh, I'm working here in, uh, you know, uh, central London and, uh, and someone else is working in Paris or south of London and we're having that nice chat. So that, that's also, you know, uh, maybe a tip, uh, something can be, uh, can be tried. So for me, definitely uh, having a good mix uh, of uh, media. I, I, I'm really trying to be deliberate about this because it really changes a lot in terms of how I arrive at the end of the day. You know, so if I do like seven or eight hours of video calls, I really get very drained. And 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 the work we do is very much about you know uh, collaboration, interactions. I, I do not write code in the role. So uh, there are t- times where. I'm in front of a screen, but do I need to? So yeah, uh, I try to do more of this. Being born mindful about what are the options out there, you know, and not just defaulting to the one that uh, is maybe is more uh, low-hanging. And try, you know, the one of these people we were trying and he was always working in a very, very busy street. And I said, well, sorry, <laughs> unless you go and work somewhere else, it just doesn't work because I just have an headache. But yeah, 
So that's, no, uh, that's the thing, yeah. It's a great idea, though, because I think I remember reading something on the Super Managers podcast about this concept of changing up the one-to-one <clears throat> environment. You know, like you say, you can go for a walk and have a chat or, you know, virtually or actually in person. I don't, I don't know if you've got many colleagues nearby you in, uh, in, in, in actual location-wise. But when I do go to the office, I try to make sure, you know what, we're not having a video call today. We're actually going to have a chat in person because it makes the conversation a lot more healthier and natural. But then not everyone... Is I think a lot of people have actually gone into protective mode over lockdown, using video calls to hide behind a camera. Oh, this is much more comfortable. I don't need to be on camera. But actually, are you getting good quality conversations out of those one to ones? It's it's a yeah, weird. No, yeah, yeah, uh, absolutely. So in, in just the, the current um, uh, this point in time, uh, I don't have lots of people that I can just meet, uh, you know, in real life, face to face. But that's absolutely powerful and something I definitely encourage people to do, you know, just meet in the office, meet somewhere else if you can for, for those kind of uh, one-to-ones or for some sessions and things. Now, I also have uh, been thinking about another thing, which I, I believe is a bit more controversial, but that's kind of the way I'm seeing it now. So it's actually quite controversial, even in my own mind, but I'll, I'll try to explain it. Is, uh, it sounds good. Uh, the idea is... Uh, you know, there, there's, uh, there's been quite a lot of focus and also on like um, uh, social activities, you know, uh, online, you know, drink, uh, whatever. So not a big fan. And I totally appreciate the fact, you know, that as a human being, you need those things. But uh, what I'm, at this point in time, trying to do more, which may be completely wrong, so you know, don't take this as the, the thing to do, but that's what I'm kind of trying to do is, so for me, it's like, uh, Work is uh, what happens online, okay? So that's clear. And, you know, and uh, in just the, the company I work uh, for now, it does need to be there. And uh, as a person, I do need those social interactions. But they don't, may not need to be with the same people. So basically, I'm leveraging more on the neighborhood kind of really thing, you know? So I, I want to go out. So because before it was, it was very kind of simple, you know? You're in the office with the, with the colleagues. You go for lunch with colleagues and maybe for a beer, you know. And that part is so important, so powerful. And I appreciate it also helps uh, uh, bond with them, you know. But in a way, can I still, you know, work well with people, bonding maybe a little bit less with them, but still bonding with people, you know, because I'm a human being, so I don't want to, you know, my whole day is just working and then going to sleep. But I've got nice neighbors, which I didn't know very well before. I know better now. You know, and, uh, you know, I spend a bit more time maybe, you know, with the extended family or, or other people because uh, I'm not saying ban virtual beer and virtual games, but uh, maybe think a little bit, you know, because, uh, oh, it's still this amount of hours. Okay, this week we've got the game online, but how about the other week uh, you've got the game with someone that you can, I mean, it can be the neighbor or the friend or something, you know, but someone that you can meet face to face because, uh, yeah, you know, th- those are... Uh, Purely in terms of uh, recharging, you know, and being fulfilled as a person, you know, that that serves you well. It's probably, you know, it's going to limit a little bit your uh, bonding uh, with, with, with those people, you know, that end up a little bit more just uh, professional relationships. But uh, yeah, it's uh, so maybe I'll, I'll let you know next year how I'm doing on this. <laughs> I don't know how that goes, but I do agree with you. I think as humans, we, we should have a, a natural connection with, you know, people nearby. I know it's not for everyone. Some people are really much more comfortable on their own in their own company, on their own space, and all this. But um, as someone like you, I, I definitely thrive on the energy of people, and uh, that's part of the reason I like to make the effort to go to the office and see my teammates and 
bounce ideas off them because my wife noticed when she went back to work and left me at home after lockdown, my social skills just went to pot. So I, I definitely need to be mindful of that. And I don't know if you've been in a similar situation through lockdown or with the kids at all. Uh, for sure, having the kids help us have all, you know, all the time, even at lockdown, a very lively environment, uh, you know, and a lot of energy and a lot of good vibes in the house, which, I, you know, I've got quite a few friends, friends that really struggle because they were, you know, all by themselves. Uh, but I did get, uh, you know, when things started to open up again, a little bit of, oh, it's awkward. I want to be by myself. You know, so first time I went to the office, I said, no, no, I'm not going today. I'm just going to, so just making it up uh, an alibi because I didn't want to go. And then feeling the, the weirdness of uh, you know, the, kind of the smell of the people and, and that physical presence. So mm. uh, I think uh, that, uh, you know, if, if someone was asking me, what's the right uh, balance you know of uh, working remotely versus meeting people face to face i do believe that uh, if you got a chance a mix it's absolutely the way to go you know they say no you got a chance to go to the office once per week and then work from home the rest of the time that's amazing you know now i am being very in a way just uh, you know optimizing for my specific situation where i say well i'm going much less because uh, i, I want to spend as much time as i can you know especially with the little one just now but already, you know, in, in my mind, you know, I've got uh, uh, my daughter, she, she started going nursery in September and the baby will grow a little bit. So I do plan to go a bit more to the office uh, because, uh, it, you know, it's, uh, I think it can be win-win. So, you know, you, you're there and something's just uh, nicer there. Some things are uh, easier there. I think uh, the, the something about the initial connection with people, you know, and, uh, you know, some even stakeholders, it, it's just, you know, it, it's so much easier than to build it face-to-face than, than online. And the, because then, uh, you know, yeah, it's, you know, we then just appreciate each other as human beings. And then, you know, we, I think we're more empathetic with each other. And if you've never seen someone, you know, and you just try to work with them over email or something, it just doesn't work. Yeah, and uh, yeah, maybe w- one thing I can also mention in terms of the kind of company, uh, you know, arrangement that I I embrace and then I I find super powerful is we do um, retreat once right. per year. So nice. we went to Mallorca uh, last year for four days. The all like tech and product department, and that's uh, super energizing and super fun. And uh, you know, it's just about team building and having fun together. But that, that's kind of the, you build up, you know, a lot of uh, energy and social connections and things that then, you know, last, uh, last, last over time. So uh, we, we, we've been seeing, uh, I think that, because uh, we onboarded lots of people purely remotely since then, that some of that, uh, you know, sense of belonging is not there. So I think that there is a lot there about uh, the physical presence and doing some st- nice stuff together that uh, that helps uh, helps with that. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I, I hear a lot of startups are trying to encourage the retreat idea because, again, you know, yeah, we can work remotely quite easily and technically effectively, right? But the, the people connection is lost. So at least doing that on a semi-regular basis, maybe once or twice a year, yeah. bringing as many people together in the possible in the same place, and not talk work. I mean, we we even had a, a team social yesterday where we put all our kit away, went to the park, and just played games. And it was right. No one go on Teams. No one look at your device because we want to spend some quality time together. 
and it worked. It was wonderful. And everyone said today, you know, it was such a lovely afternoon where we didn't have to worry about work for once. So taking all that into consideration, like yeah, the, the balance between work and home life, could you tell us about what your typical day might look like or some of the things you might have to do and how you organize those things? Uh, yes. So uh, all these are different, you know, as uh, everyone probably with uh, with, uh, with babies will, will appreciate. But uh, overall, I, I tend to, to get up very, very early, like mm-hmm. uh, probably around 5 a.m., so usually at this point in time, the baby uses you know to, to wake up and I spend some time with her, but then she goes back to sleep. So 4:35, uh, which means then then uh, is a is very nice time of the day for me to have a breakfast by myself and start to organize my thinking around the day. Also to, talking about a work day, mm-hmm. uh, so definitely you know think about and kind of go through my list of things to do and uh, uh, you know uh, my, my agenda for the day and. Uh, some days I, I do start to do some work as well. So the, the idea is that uh, while I'm there, everyone else is sleeping. I'm, I'm in a good place uh, and uh, I can uh, basically uh, move forward a little bit. So, you know, let's say I do a couple of hours of work. I'm probably going to take a couple of hours off in the afternoon to do something with the kids or, or whatever. Uh, so uh, it's optional. It depends on how it goes. And because the variable is uh, when do the other kids wake up? You know, so they usually wake up anytime between... 6.30 and 7.30. So, you know, if they sleep a little bit longer, that's fine, i carry on. Uh, if they wake up, uh, you know, I'll have breakfast with them, spend some time with them. And then uh, one kind of milestone there is uh, 8.40 school run, you know, so make sure the kids are ready. Uh, they both go, but one comes back. Uh, and then, uh, again, as I was saying, I, I do uh, want to be reactive and, and, you know, and make time if it's needed, but uh, uh, usually... The morning is where I, I do tend to, to focus more on just having, you know, quite, quite a few meetings and, and, and doing uh, some significant work. Uh, really depends. Uh, sometimes uh, I do take a break uh, over lunch or sometimes I have a, have a quick lunch. Uh, and uh, and then I, I work a few, few more hours uh, in, in the afternoon. Uh, again, it's a mix of, uh, you know, video calls, uh, writing documentation, I think, uh, communication. I... Uh, even before the little one was was here, and now I do usually take uh, like half an hour here and there to do something, uh, you know, either uh, with the kids or something for for the house. Uh, I probably almost every day, you know, go and do some maybe shopping, some groceries or something, which is works well for me as well. There's, uh, I think there's a good like uh, downtime when you kind of you know keep thinking about work but not actively working, you know. So that that maybe is, is one of those examples. And uh, we, we've got the, uh, I mean, school run in the afternoon depends on the days, but usually it's either 3.30 or 4.30. So uh, I do that. Uh, so plan my, you know, my time around that. And after that, uh, I usually don't have scheduled stuff. So it, by exception, there might be, but it's kind of that I'm, I'm almost done at that point in time. And if I have some uh, outstanding work, I tend to do it after everyone is to bed. So talking right. about after 8.39 mm. and, uh, you know, I've got something I really want to, you know, get out of the queue on the day. Uh, I probably spend, you know, still one hour or a couple of hours, but I, I've got a lot of autonomy in terms of managing my, my workload. So, uh, you know, I definitely don't have to kind of check that I've done eight hours every day. So there's probably days I work four hours and, and days I work 12. So that's kind of the level of extreme. Uh, but that, that's because, uh, uh, you know, I proactively prioritize where, where I want to spend my time. So an example would be 
and I'm not doing it today, but I've done other times, it's a sunny day. My agenda is, is quite uh, free, you know. I've got a couple of things I want to do, but uh, could I have done this early in the morning? Yes, I've done it. Can I just postpone this thing to tomorrow? Okay, I just get, you know, I mean, what, maybe one of the kids is at school, so I just get the other one and we go and spend three or four hours in the park. It sounds like you've got a wonderful balance, though. I mean, obviously, you're not too much of a slave to the calendar. You know, you, you just have things that need to be done. Occasionally, you do need to shift things around to accommodate, you know, others' needs and time. But uh, I'd love to know your thought process of, like, how you prioritize your work and what a good day sounds like to you or what looks like to you. So, I, I, yeah, I look at this with, with these lenses. So uh, there's a... Uh... You know, kind of I play, I play on different tables, you know. So I, I, I help one of our, our teams. Uh, I'm part of a leadership team. I've got a few more initiatives that I'm running. So, you know, I've got all, all of my to-do, let's say, my, my things uh, in, in a list, in a tool. So I, I usually have a, a good understanding about what I want to achieve every week. So actually, I start the week with some sort of, you know, three things for the week, some goals for the week. And then, as I was saying, I, I do that uh, check-in on, on a daily basis. So, I mean, things, uh, you know, change over time, but uh, usually that's kind of the my my guidance in terms of, uh, uh, okay, what, what do we want to, to achieve today? So, and, and then it's, it's usually, you know, those, those three tables, you know, this team, what do they need from me? That maybe is uh, where it's a bit more, uh, well, I need to be there at specific points of the time in the day because it's their schedule, not mine. And then, uh, you know, I've got this leadership team. I'm part uh, of that. Uh, most of that is a sync. So I know some things I want to achieve there or some, maybe I need to be a bit reactive because there are some conversations happening, but uh, some of that, because it's, it's actually happening, most of that uh, right or wrong, uh, a sync, I can actually take work with me. So that would be a good example, you know, of uh, that granular compartment, com- com- you say the Com- word, yeah. <laughs> Uh, because I can actually go to the park, you know, and I'm uh, walking to the park with my daughter and we are there and we're just working together and I'm paying full attention, but uh, she's playing in the sandpit and I can actually check my phone and see, you know, is this uh, something that uh, is worth my attention now because she's there and I, she doesn't really need me at that point in time. You know, I could just chill out. I could, you know, read the newspaper or, or just some buff. Or oh, actually, there is a nice conversation I can chip in. And uh, I'll be there, you know, in that conversation, maybe for 10 or 15 minutes, and then I'm fine. And then, you know, after five minutes, uh, she's done and we can go back. Yeah. And, and the initiatives uh, is probably the one where it's uh, very much about, I've got a lot of autonomy about, you know, wh- wh- where I want to put uh, time into that. So, yeah, the type of work and the type of environment plays a big part in terms of uh, giving me the ability to be so flexible. And... Uh, I've been doing this job for a few years, so I'm very confident about my ability to do it. So that probably helps a lot. It's a good shout. And I, I love your idea of the, um, you know, what your goals for the week and then actively, you know, re- reviewing them on a daily basis. That's something I've tried to get in a better habit of, you know, like a, with a weekly retrospective as well on a Friday afternoon, just look back and how that week went, you know, what were the highlights, frustrations, what can I do to try next week? And then they kind of roll over into the following week. But the fact that you're more out, come driven rather than just you know yeah ticking through the day making sure i look like i'm doing stuff happy days i'm clocking off now it doesn't feel like that's your job anymore it's more like yeah that, what do you want me to focus on i'll work out my priorities and we'll go through it from there yes yeah yeah the, yeah the, the, the weekly retro is a great is a great great suggestion i i i, I times I, I do that but i don't have you know the habit of doing it on a regular basis but uh whenever i do it it's great so totally 
it's a great shout. And yeah, for me, the planning uh, is uh, is key for me, but I'm also using it to give visibility to some some key people about where my time goes and where my mind is. So they know, you know, well, this is my, my priorities then. Okay, would you like me to do something else? If so, tell me. Otherwise, don't expect expect me to jump on thing X because uh, not true. And, and I guess the team know about your home arrangements. They know that you will be unavailable at points, but that's okay because they know that you're going to be committed to it. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I, I, you know, my calendar is there, is open. Uh, I take time off for the kids. I just put it you know, out of office, kids. Uh, and I mean, I'm not, again, I'm not saying it's for everyone, it's for every company. In, in my case, it just works. This is also just part of the overall approach that, you know, people like me and you and others have to work and teamwork. Something's not working for you, tell me. I definitely want to hear it. You know, if you think that I'm not there when you need me, well, please tell me because I, if I'm not seeing it and you're seeing it, I, I need you to tell me. So, you know, totally, you know, kind of a radical candor, please, uh, absolutely, uh, you know. I'll just be happy to, to hear that, uh, you know, this arrangement or this thing or something is not working for you. Yeah. And have you found, you know, do you feel in a better place having this flexibility rather than being, you know, that slave to the calendar or to teams that are really dependent on you? Is it, is it, it feel yeah, 200%. So for me, I, I, so I got, I started to work as an agile coach down in Italy roughly 10 years ago. And, uh, almost everyone that was doing this job, they were um, consultants and traveling a lot. And at that time I didn't have kids yet, but I, got, I had these friends and they were saying, you know, I love my job, but I never see my family. So basically they were living in hotels, you know, and just going back uh, the weekend. And I knew I didn't want to do it. So I pick up, you know, I, the first time I got a job like this in a product company, when I could just go to the same office, it was amazing for me. But I was commuting like two hours and a half. We didn't have kids yet. But we had been very little present for, for the kids, you know, at that time. Uh, mm. uh, so over time, I, I've been trying to, uh, if possible, you know, because each of us uh, is, I think you're entitled to, you know, to, to got your own, you know, ambitions and goals. So for me, it was very important to be fulfilled at work, but have, you know, fulfillment beyond work, you know, and have time and, and energy for, for my family. So um, working in the office uh, was good and uh, I didn't have a lot of time for, I had one kid at a time and then two, but it was okay, you know, and overall it was working fine. Now working from home with this level of flexibility, uh, very, very, I'm proud of what I've achieved and, and I'm very, very glad of the situation. Sounds like you got the, the dream opportunity. And I think we, in our previous discussions, you're making points that you put family first over work rather than the other way around, which is a difficult balance to get right. But it feels like, you, yeah, you're lucky that you've got a situation which allows you to be like that. Yeah, it's, it's not, uh, yeah, don't want to paint like that uh, all, all perfect picture, right? So no. it, I, some days I, 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 I get it wrong, you know, some days uh, I do get stressed at work and it reflects, you know, maybe on interaction I'm having with, with my wife or the kids. Uh, some days I probably just, uh, you know, work too much because I care so much and I want to finish some stuff when I should better, you know, just uh, st stop now. Uh, I have a, a great, uh, you know, mirror in my wife. She's quite direct in telling me, you know, well, there's something, you're not here, you know, for example, you know, yes, you're here, but you're not here. Or, but you said you were going to finish at five, it's 6.30. Uh, so things like that. So it uh, can be, can hurt in a way, but it helps a lot, you know, because it helps uh, keep you in check. So... Uh, yeah. that's also yeah 
that, that, uh, that whole process. And it's, uh, you know, it's an ongoing process, you know, you're, you're never done, but yeah, uh, I, I'm glad uh, what I've achieved so far and I'm uh, totally, you know, uh, committed to, you know, keep, keep uh, finding better and better ways of making this, uh, this work. It's a fair point about your wife as a, a sort of a, as a warning sign as well. I've been in that situation in the past where I was all about the work and my wife had to remind me, you know, you do have two children here that are probably more important than your job. And, you know, not always, but, you know, value-wise, that should be the, the goal. And it made me realize, so I got into a better place. But then I, I think we've shifted the other way now because of lockdown. My wife is a teacher. She's permanently on her phone, keeping up with what's happening in the day job. And now I'm in a better place. I'm saying, phone down. It's You're, you're neglecting your children. They're asking, actually talking at you and you're not listening now. So do something about it. But the fact that we can bounce off each other and, you know, watch each other behave in those ways is helpful. Yeah, yeah. And uh, and as part of this, uh, you made me f- think about another thing. So as part of this, uh, my work needs to happen online. But what about uh, the other interactions and other, you know, fun I get and other things? So I've, I've been trying to be very mindful about how much extra time I spend online. So, mm-hmm. And I, I do spend uh, quite little time. So, you know, I probably compared to... Uh, let's say average people, you know, I'm very much less on socials or on other things that are online. There are some things that nowadays, you, you know, you do do on, on the phone or on the laptop, but I'm, I'm really trying to move away from the devices as much as, as I can once the, the, the work part is done. So, yeah. Yeah. And I, I, I agree with you. It's, I'm trying to, again, compartmentalize my social time on, online. It, it's not great. You know, doom scrolling through LinkedIn and Twitter is not great for anyone's mental health, but, um, as techies, we do like to keep on top of things, you know, right? And make sure that we have a bit of time on that. It does sound like you've got a better balance there as well. Um, what do you do for fun, though? You know, what what is your, apart from the kids, obviously, what else do you do just to relax? Uh, yeah, so I do a little bit of gardening. Not a lot, but, Very you nice. know, you've got a little nice garden and uh, I, I love spending time there. Uh, I love reading. I don't do as much. I love doing it. As a part of that, uh, can it just be done not on a device? I, I tend to do it on books and not, uh, mm. you know, ebooks. Uh, and I super love uh, writing, which I also don't do a lot. I used to do a lot. And, uh, you know, that's kind of, a, I think, a part of the, to keep improving. Because the, that's kind of the things when I do them, uh, I just, you know, feel very good or helps me go back and be in a, in a very good place. So, so I know I know what those things are. So it's, it's about doing that. They, they, it is tricky to to find the time for everything, you know, because you, you want uh, to be there with the kids and you do need to to, to invest time in work, and you know there's some just uh, housekeeping and stuff needs to happen, and uh, you do want to sleep a few hours per night. But uh, yeah, the the balance of you know having a, having a good mix of these things uh, is important. So I think at this, this point in time, so I don't do like you know. Uh, sports uh, or, or other things at this point in, in time uh, I could be another thing maybe for the future but yeah quite some uh, time with the kids and uh, a little bit of gardening and uh, some reading also listening to music that's uh, something that I uh, I really enjoy I don't do a lot but that's another thing that you know I've got my favorite artist from when I was younger so I'm not <laughs> up to speed with, with the news but yeah I still love uh, listening to some of them 
Uh, you've got a good mix there. Though, and the garden is probably one of the better ones because it gets you out of the house, gets you into the na- nature and using your hands with an actual output. You know, it's a lot more satisfying, I think. I, yeah. I spend like normally about an hour every day trying to read um, fiction, non-fiction, a bit of a mix. But again, that just puts my head in a much healthier place before I get into work. I'll do that first thing in the morning before I uh, clock on, as it were. It's been really useful sort of uh, insights to your world, Carla. I'm fascinated by the balance you've got seem to have got about right. Have you got any um, main tips, I guess, for any aspiring parents or anyone that's struggling to get the right balance in place? Purely in terms of parenting, for me, uh, with the first kid, uh, everything was new. So that can be really tough, uh, you know. And uh, so it's amazing. But uh, I know from at least my experience and other people's experience, you, you may not enjoy it, you know, fully uh, at the very moment because uh, at times, you know, <laughs> you're worrying about things that you don't need to worry about. Also, at times you don't worry about things you should be worrying about. <laughs> uh, but, uh, you know, it's fantastic. And uh, now, you know, with the second one, uh, we, we knew a number of things. With the third one, uh, you know, being very comfortable in terms of, you know, lots of things we've seen them already. But it's, it's more, so uh, yeah. they add up. Uh, and uh, yeah, for, for me, is uh, if, if you're uh, working from home, if you've got a chance to work from home all the time or some of the time, that's a great opportunity, you know, to you've got that the time to manage. You do need to manage it, but it's there, it's available, right? And uh, overall, as, uh, as, as a parent instead, uh, I mean, the joy the kids bring, uh, you know, this is just something, the, the magic of, of seeing them, you know, born and grow up, it's just, it's unbeatable. There isn't another thing I think as, uh, as fulfilling in, in life. I'm, I'm very, 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 you know, I'm very proud of my kids. I'm very, very happy that I made this choice at some point to have kids. So I can only recommend. Yeah, it can be tough at times, but it's totally, totally, totally worth. Absolutely. I'll, I'll vouch for that as a, dad of a 15 year old and a nine year old you know it does take effort and time and a lot of tolerance at times as well but it's it's learning on the job as it were that we can get very agile in our mindset on this how we iterate over time like i say it's been wonderful to chat to you i appreciate your time and your stories thanks very much well, it's been uh, great to, to speak with you Sai. Uh, so thanks very much thanks for uh, for inviting me and uh, yeah hope everyone's been enjoying listening to this We'll share some of your little tips in the uh, show notes and people can find you on LinkedIn, I guess, is probably the best place, or Twitter. Yeah, fantastic, yes, please do. Okay. Yeah. Always happy, you know, people reach out. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm sociable. Yeah. You are. I can definitely vouch for that. Thanks, mate. Thank you. Huge thanks to Carlo for joining us this week, sharing his personal stories and life hacks to find that natural balance between parenting and work. I love that idea around multiple spaces to work, depending on the context, and especially how he is making it work for him. You can reach out to Carlo on LinkedIn and Twitter to find out more, and all those details are in the show notes. That's all from me for this week. Remember to like, review, and subscribe to the podcast. Reach out to me at Sai on Twitter or email hello at makelifeworkpodcast.com. I'll be back next week with another wonderful guest sharing their stories about how they make life work. 